From Maine Public Radio and mainepublic.org, I'm Robbie Feinberg with the news on this day in Maine, Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. Stay in Maine is made possible by listeners and by Eastern Basements, a division of Maine-owned Eastern Mold Remediation, offering crawl space repairs and waterproofing. EasternBasements.com. The nonprofit that operates Maine Veterans Homes is facing another multi-million dollar shortfall this year. And as Kevin Miller reports, a bipartisan group of lawmakers wants the state to provide ongoing funding to the nursing home network. Sharon Fusco, the CEO of Maine Veterans Homes, told state lawmakers on Tuesday that the organization expects to be short nearly $12 million this year from low Maine care reimbursement rates alone. Maine Veterans Homes was able to bring in more revenues this year, in part by filling more vacant beds. But Fusco told members of the legislature's Veterans and Legal Affairs Committee that higher labor costs took a toll. Since the start of the pandemic, we have had to dip into our capital reserves and draw over $18 million to cover operating losses. This is unsustainable. At our current spend rate, we will be out of reserves within 36 months. In recent years, lawmakers have provided several million dollars to prevent the closure of two of the main veterans' homes facilities in Caribou and Machias. Fusco was testifying in support of a bipartisan bill that proposes spending $3.1 million from the current state budget and higher amounts in future years, depending on cost of living increases. Lead sponsor Senate President Troy Jackson told his colleagues that the legislature made a commitment when it created Maine veterans' homes more than 40 years ago. And Jackson says failure to provide annual funding now would break that commitment. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Kevin Miller. Attorney General Aaron Fry has filed a civil rights complaint against a Lewiston woman for allegedly assaulting and threatening two black victims on separate occasions. The first incident, according to the complaint, occurred in November of last year when 65-year-old Andrea Ouellette assaulted a black man who was speaking with his neighbor outside, calling him a racial slur, telling him to go back to his country and throwing a pumpkin at him. The victim suffered a broken tooth, broken nose, and required surgery as a result of the assault. The complaint says that last month, Willette approached a black woman parked near her house with a knife, yelling racial epithets, and threatening to kill her if she didn't, quote, go back to her country. Lewiston police are investigating both incidents, and criminal charges are pending. The civil rights complaint seeks to bar Willette from any contact with the victims and their families and prohibit her from violating the Maine Civil Rights Act in the future. Knowingly violating an order issued under the Civil Rights Act is punishable by up to a year in jail and a $2,000 fine. A federal judge in Maine has declined to grant a religious school in Bangor emergency relief from a state law that prohibits discrimination by schools that accept public funding. Cross Point Church, which operates Bangor Christian Schools, sued the state of Maine last year. The church challenged a three-year-old state law barring religious schools that receive public funds from discriminating on the basis of religion, sexual orientation, and gender identity. The church argued that the law violates the school's exercise of free speech and sought a preliminary injunction from the court. 
But a judge denied that request and argued that Maine's discrimination law regulates conduct, not free speech. Still, the judge acknowledged that Crosspoint has raised important constitutional questions and that the case will likely go before a federal appeals court or potentially the U.S. Supreme Court. An attorney for First Liberty Institute says Crosspoint will challenge the decision in the Court of Appeals. Maine's anti-discrimination protections will remain in place as the litigation continues. State lawmakers are considering a bill that would move responsibility for young children with disabilities to local schools. It would move care of children three to five years old with disabilities from child development services to local school districts over a four-year period. Supporters say the department and schools will continue to work collaboratively with CDS, which would continue to manage services for children younger than three. At a public hearing on Tuesday, Courtney Belolin with the Department of Education said schools are the best place to offer those services. Local public schools are uniquely positioned to oversee educational programming and will coordinate the available resources within each community to support these children and families. Some speakers expressed concerns that the changes don't go far enough and that schools will have the same staffing issues that Child Development Services struggles with now. Maine will receive a $10 million federal energy grant to install specially designed heat pumps in mobile and manufactured homes. The funds will accelerate a Maine pilot program that's installed and tested whole home heat pumps inside more than 60 mobile homes so far. The units differ slightly from traditional heat pumps because they fit into the mobile home's existing furnace and pump warm air through the ductwork under the floor. At a press conference in South Portland on Tuesday, Efficiency Maine Director Michael Stoddard said the devices appear to be working well. This pilot project was designed to get everyone familiar with this new technology and with the process of installing them. That's what these pilot projects accomplish. Your funding from DOE is going to enable us to multiply that times 10. The latest grant is expected to pay for installations in 675 mobile homes in rural towns. Homeowners will pay anywhere from $2,000 to $2,500 through monthly installments or all at once after the heat pump is installed. State officials say the overall goal is to install 275,000 heat pumps of all kinds by 2027. And that's today's Maine news. For more stories, visit mainepublic.org. And coming up on Maine Calling at 11 o'clock on Wednesday morning, we'll talk about Maine's seafood industry and how companies are working to strengthen the industry during difficult times. I'm Robbie Feinberg. Thank you for listening.